Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. my friends, D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life, 2022, week six. Today, we'll continue with our redemption series, two weeks to examine the process by which we are saved. Today's podcast is Lecture I, of a word of truth accounting of the redemption process, day 10. The title of today's podcast is Eternal Security, the Truth, Part 2. The turning away of the simple kills them, but whoever listens to me dwells safely. Proverb 1, 32 through 33. The lecture I objectives are discuss eternal security's contradiction of holiness, sin, and judgment, and prove that eternal security is a self-contradiction. Those in our virtual book club, this lecture references chapter five of the Pinnacle of Holiness, volume two, eternal security, the greatest contradiction of scripture. Our first section is entitled, The Contradiction of Scriptural Theology. Now, in yesterday's podcast, revealed how eternal security contradicts redemption, salvation, sanctification, eternal life, and perfection. No doubt, this is enough evidence to settle the matter once and for all. And yet, I have been led by the Spirit to continue this argument not leaving this work undone. Explicitly, there are three additional high peaks of scriptural theology that need to be addressed. And here's why considering these three peaks is critical to this argument. As you have learned, the five highest peaks of scriptural theology constitute an infinite cycle of truth. Therefore, to contradict one of these peaks is to contradict them all. And by proving the contradiction of all five peaks, we can confirm the matter is a lie and a doctrine of devils, for it did not come from Elohim. For this cause, we must continue our case against eternal security by examining its conflict with holiness, sin, and judgment. In the end, I will show how eternal security not only contradicts the breadth of scriptural theology, I will also show how eternal security is a self-contradiction. It is in conflict with its own principles. Let's begin with the contradiction of holiness. To start, we can make the following conclusion. If eternal security contradicts perfection, it must also contradict holiness. 
as perfection is a door at the end of the way of holiness, you cannot be holy if you cannot achieve perfection. In this faulty model, the way of holiness would be a never-ending loop that gets you nowhere. What this calls the conflict between eternal security and holiness is identical to the conflict between eternal security and perfection. Like perfection, holiness is not an option. It is a spiritual mandate assigned to everyone who has been called. Here lies the problem. That is, many within the religious circuit have no desire to be holy. At the same time, they do desire the prize reserved for those who succeed in perfecting holiness. As I've often said, they want to inherit everlasting life, but they are unwilling to pay the cost of discipleship. This has led many to create countless man-made paths outside the way of holiness that allegedly lead to everlasting life. And they have decorated these paths with countless traditions, which are nothing more than man's alternatives to truth. Shortcuts that circumvent the way of holiness and lead the simple into endless death. Now, two of the more prominent shortcuts, as you have learned, are rightness and goodness. What you may have gathered by now is that these two paths are delineated by eternal security. This is why you will often hear many church leaders saying, do not let perfection be the enemy of the good. Fools, by elevating man's twisted, perverted version of goodness above the Father's will, these false prophets and their followers have made goodness the enemy of perfection and holiness. In a world and reality established on truth, goodness, perfection, and holiness are not enemies. They are simply building blocks, pieces to an uncomplicated puzzle, the aim of which is to transform each of us into the spiritual model of Yahushua Messiah. The problem is many in the church circuit are making perfection and holiness enemies to their unlawful, degenerate model of goodness. And yes, they are enemies. Perfection and holiness are in conflict with man's depraved version of goodness and every other corrupt and wayward derivative of eternal security. However, and let us be very clear on this matter, perfection and holiness have no conflict with goodness or rightness or any other derivative of truth. The only conflict is with the assault of eternal security and how it has warped the minds of its leaders and its followers so that they cannot see the truth. The truth is, no one can inherit everlasting life without holiness. And of all the different paths, doctrines, traditions, etc., that derive from eternal security, holiness is not one of them. Trust me, there are thousands, and holiness is not one of them. You cannot be in pursuit of holiness and at the same time be eternally secure. 
It's nonsense. This concludes my sixth case. Holiness defeats eternal security across the board. Let's now discuss the contradiction of sin. Now, it would be impossible to continue this discussion without running into the sin issue, for holiness is the only remedy for sin. Therefore, if eternal security contradicts holiness, it must also contradict sin. Classically, this contradiction exposes a glaring problem with man's twisted version of goodness. That is, those who follow this crooked path are still in sin, and they will die in their sin. And even though the modern church has no quarrel with sin, the same cannot be said of Elohim. Isaiah 13, 9 reads, See, the day of Yahuwah is coming, fierce with wrath and heat of displeasure, to lay the earth waste and destroy its sinners from it. Isaiah is very clear on this matter. Yahuwah has purposed to destroy sinners, and we know that whatever Yahuwah has purposed will come to pass. The question of the hour, then, is simply this. How shall sinners inherit everlasting life when Elohim has purposed to destroy everyone who continues in sin? The answer is as simple as the question. Everyone who continues in sin will spend their eternity in the same place where sin and the devil will spend their eternity. That is, like a fire. This is their portion. This is their inheritance. Psalm 104.35 reads, Let sinners be consumed from the earth, and let the wrong be no more. Bless Yahuwah, O my being, praise Yah. Proverb 13.21 reads, Evil pursues sinners, but good is repaid to the righteous. Isaiah 128 reads, The destruction of transgressors and of sinners is together, and those who forsake Yahuwah shall be consumed. Amos 9.10 reads, all the sinners of my people are going to die by the sword. Those who are saying evil does not overtake us nor meet us. Here again, we see history repeating itself. False prophets have been lying to simple-minded and fools for thousands of years, telling them they can sin, and yet somehow they will not see evil. In essence, sinners will have the same reward as the righteous. Trust me, I get it. When you put it like that, when you tell it like it is, it's as obvious as it is ridiculous. However, millions of people are believing this foolishness, and it's all because of eternal security and the seducing spirit behind it. This tainted spirit has led many to believe there is no sin that could, quote-unquote, keep them out of heaven. And forgiveness is as automatic as it is free. If this were true, it would not only make sin obsolete, 
it would make repentance superfluous. Think about it. If a believer is not accountable for any sin, there would be no need for them to repent, for all things would be lawful, and that includes sin. Thus, in their estimation, sin was never an issue, and repentance is nothing more than a formality. As I have provided ample witnesses against this false premise in previous podcasts, I conclude my seventh case. Sin defeats eternal security in a landslide. Let's now discuss the contradiction of judgment. Now, if eternal security were true and sin was not an issue, then there would also be no need for the judgment. As each matter has already reached an eternal determination prior to eternity, the judgment in this faulty scenario would be just as much a formality as repentance. Now, of all the contrary scenarios which stem from eternal security, this one forces the most adverse reality. That is, our eternal future will be determined while we are yet living. Here lies the problem. If eternity was reduced to a real-time evaluation, it would not only eliminate a baseline for judgment, it would drastically decrease the value of life. I will not waste your time going down that rat hole. Rather, I'll remind you that the word of truth reveals that every soul must go to judgment. And the judgment will determine where you spend your eternal future. Trust me, this is a more crucial event than you might realize. Here is why. These are no opportunities to change the sentences handed down at the judgment. All cases are in effect closed. This closure represents the purpose of the judgment. As eternity is such a decisive and absolute occasion, the judgment has been established to serve as the gateway to eternity and the validation that every soul transitions to their appropriate final destination. Here again, eternal security completely eradicates the purpose and need for the judgment. And at the same time, it offers no credible alternative. How could it? There is no alternative. It is appointed to man once to die, and then comes judgment. They can deny it all they want, but it is coming. Knowing the terror and the judgment of Elohim, I have no need to continue. And thus, I rest my eighth and final case. Judgment defeats eternal security. Case closed. Now, here is the final word. If you believe you are already saved, then you will never be saved. Until considering the eight key witnesses I have provided, it should be clear that eternal security is within itself a contradiction. For any attempt to prove eternal security exists would force us to conclude 
it cannot exist. For it attempts to give you what it cannot awfully provide you. My dear friends, there is no such thing as eternal security in this life. However, there is eternal security for all those who inherit everlasting life, but you will never have it if you do not follow the word of truth I am sharing in this podcast and guard yourself from following query to the greatest lie ever told. Now, here is today's assignment. Take some time to meditate on all you have learned in this series. And by the Spirit, make sure you have received all this word of truth. Then be prepared to get back after it next week as we move on to the next series. And here is what's next. We concluded today's podcast, Eternal Security, The Truth, Part 2. And we're also concluding our redemption series. And you are now prepared to move on to the next level in this quest. Now that we have completed week six of this quest and another critical series, we are moving on to week seven to discuss the next series as we continue through the preliminary phase. And this new series is on sin. The objective is to analyze sin as the fourth highest peak of spiritual theology and the devastating nature of sin in our quest for holiness. As you have likely gathered, this will be another powerful series because we're going to thoroughly address the greatest issue known to man. Moreover, if you are struggling with any manner of sin, I am going to lay the foundation for you to overcome this sin and every sin in your life once and for all. And it all begins on Monday. So have a great weekend, everyone. As always, take some time to review the notes from this series and pray to the Father that you stay strong as we continue this quest, for there are more controversies ahead. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.